Tallahassee. <laughs> boop, boop. Boop, boop. Uh, Teddy Penderass down. Uh, Consensually. What, doesn't he say like, ooh-wee or something, right? Does he say one of those? He, he says, convict. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's season, what was it, season four? Season five? What did we cover? Well, I, don't, I think we should count this as a bonus and not as an actual, Oh, <laughs> after yeah. listening to it. I don't want to count this as a continuation. Yeah, I, I think he, you're right. He needs to earn that from us. He but does. He didn't actually do much work here. No, he didn't. This is, uh, we're talking about T-Pain again. Uh, it started off, I think we intended it as a catch-up or as a continuation of the T-Pain season. Uh, and it's sort of morphed into a palate cleanser because this isn't really a continuation, and this is it's a it's a remix album. It's the lost I'm, remixes. <laughs> there's there's some kind of fun moments in this one, but ultimately I have to eat crow, as it were, and uh, delicious if you've ever tried it. <laughs> but yeah, this <laughs> this album is nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's a. And- uh, and that's the end. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> it's called... All right. <laughs> it's called The Lost Remixes, and it's a mixture of T-Pain's performance at the Roxy Theater in Los Angeles in California in 2008, and then a bunch of uh, mostly pretty shitty remixes. <laughs> yeah, it... Um. So this came out like a few days ago. It came out this year, this month as you're hearing this listener. Um, and it makes the case more than just like we could, or more than any like explicit announcement could that T-Pain has not been relevant since 2008, <laughs> because <laughs> this is a, this is a highly centered on 2008 album. Right. Or mixed. Yeah. Or whatever they call it. Yeah. I mean, I like basically everything in one up way more than, than any of this. Yeah. So, what year did yeah. that come out? Twenty seventeen? Uh, no, I thought it came out more recently than that because we—I feel like we just covered it like last spring. Just that was almost two years ago, Cameron. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> came out in February twenty nineteen. You're right. Time doesn't time doesn't mean anything anymore. Oh yeah, it does. Wish you wouldn't pretend. Hey, will uh, you introduce what the show is? Oh I don't yeah, think you did that. This is a this is a so a podcast. It's kind of like a, a radio show. But it's on the internet and not a radio. And you don't have to listen to it at the schedule time. You can listen to it whenever you want. And that's what For you're listening to right now. For all of you who struggle with punctuality out there. Yeah. I know I, I do. I do too. Uh, we, Rachel and I missed a live event that Cameron was emceeing recently because we completely <laughs> forgot about everything. <laughs> uh, I just assume you didn't care about uh, black voters in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cameron, it's because I don't care about... Hmm. I was trying to figure out where to take that joke. <laughs> it was it was like it was like two roads diverged in a joke, and uh, I was I could either choose I don't care about black people at all, or I don't care about anyone in Georgia. And I was like I was just paralyzed. I couldn't choose. Yeah. Uh, either way is not a good joke. Making that led to bad places because <laughs> you're a yeah. bad person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm a bad person, but even that me, making either of those jokes was still beneath me. So. Um. Yeah, so everyone uh, donate money to organizations that are trying to get out the vote in Georgia. Um, like, is, like is the organization called Black Votes Matter or Black, Black Voters Voters Matter? Matter. Black Voters Matter. Um, <laughs> there's 
I think it matters whether you're saying black votes matter or black voters matter. I think that's actually a really important distinction. <laughs> yeah, I bet one of them is like a Russian like <laughs> troll campaign or like is secretly funded by the Koch brothers or something. Uh, yeah, and uh, they're doing their can't stop, won't stop campaign uh, to ride around the the blackest bus in America is what they call it. It's sort of like a little tour bus that I'm hoping is COVID safe for the people that they're visiting. Um, but basically they're going around and they're, you know, trying to reach out to black voters in Georgia. And they are also, the bus is made of black voters and they're, you know, <laughs> that's horrifying. <laughs> God, <laughs> Body horror over here. It's populated with black voters. is what I meant to say. <laughs> It's not some sort of Voltron situation. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, isn't there, a, there was a TV show about like a teenager who turned into a car, right? That's oh, sort of God. Imagining. <laughs> That's awful. Anyway, Cameron, shut up about whatever you're talking about. You just keep, you just keep rambling on and not letting me introduce the show. This is a show about artists that may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed. It's called Think Outside the Box Set. I'm Nathan Hunt. I'm Cameron DeWitt. We're in between seasons. This is why we're a little slapdash, slipshod. And slap happy. Yeah. <laughs> we slapped each other so hard before we started recording <laughs> we're this. We're so happy about it. <laughs> now we're amped. This is fight oh. club for us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm grinning so hard. Uh, but the, the weird thing is we had to do virtual slaps. Yeah. Um, and we you know. do want you to talk about Think Outside the Box set club. Yeah, that's, that's the first, the first rule, rule. Is do talk about it. Do, please do talk about it. So a long time ago, uh, as Nathan would put it, almost two years ago, we covered T-Pain for the show. We listened to all his albums in chronological order. Uh, well, at least all his studio albums and maybe like one mixtape. And um, Yeah, one or two mixtapes. His, co- his collab with uh, Lil Wayne, their like, oh, duo right. album. T-Wayne. That was another yeah, one that was like made in... 2006 but wasn't real or seven or whatever and wasn't released until much later and uh yeah uh, basically you know there's this like there was this narrative around t-pain which was you know he's sort of a butt of a joke you know he was just like uh, the auto-tune joke that that was his whole thing even though he used it in a very compelling musical way um but you know people are shallow and ultimately have these weird double standards and also ultimately in t-pain's career and (laughs) throughout his albums there's a lot of vitriolic uh chips on shoulders and it it was just like not a good look for (laughs) for a lot of it just him Mm -hmm. kind of you know, bookending his albums with angry rap songs about how he's upset that people don't like him as much as he wants them to yeah. <laughs> or respect him. It's like a not funny Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> <laughs> I get no respect. Uh, but, you know, his first album fucking ruled. It was like really great. And then his last album, One Up, I thought was also really, really fun. And the thing that I think T-Pain does at his best is music uh, right <laughs> i mean he's an excellent producer so yes i will say that um his stuff just sounds lovely and he stacks up these lush harmonies he has these often really beautiful and compelling gospel chord progressions mm-hmm. um that are just so fun 
and he, at his best, is sex positive and, and in a very heterosexual way. <laughs> yes. Uh, Profoundly with, heterosexual. Yeah. <laughs> but but without being um without being misogynistic at his best right i he he is able to like toe this line of of um you know we talked about this recently on the show it's like being sex positive without being objectifying but still um appreciating uh the way that people look and it's that's a hard thing to um to sing or rap about in a way that uh that feels edifying. And uh, I think at his best, he does that pretty well. And uh, I think this album <laughs> brings into <laughs> stark relief how much better he, uh, he is at playing at, at towing that line than a lot of other artists in his genre. Right. Um, because uh, he, there are a lot of, you know, it's his old songs like, I'm in love with a, with, with a stripper and uh, I'm sprung and buy you a drink, but with guest rappers who are a lot less, a lot less nuanced <laughs> in their <laughs> ideas about what respecting women look like or whether or not they deserve respect and um, things like that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I agree. Yeah. T-Pain. Um, He's at his best. He's very fun, very engaging, very catchy, very earwormy. Um, and yeah, I, I think the prevailing uh, like attitude that I get from the the T Pain songs that I like the best are, is just like that is is fun and is just positivity. And he's like fun and positive about uh, very heterosexual sexuality, even from women, which is you know more positive than a lot of people uh, treat it in music. Um, just like fun party songs, fun club songs. A lot of having um, sex in cars. A lot of having sex in cars. A lot of performing cunnilingus. Yeah, yeah. Which um, is better than, you know, like, have you seen this DJ Khaled video? Oh, yeah. <laughs> have we yes. talked about that? <laughs> I don't know if we've talked about it. I've definitely heard discussion of it on, um, like, other podcasts and stuff. Yeah, there's, like, a video out there. Of, uh, I'll tr- try to find it for the learning links, but basically DJ Khaled talking about how he doesn't uh, go down on his wife because he's the king of his castle. Yeah. <laughs> and the interviewer is like, but does she go down on you? And he's like, oh yeah. Oh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah. He's like kind of a despicable person with really questionable amounts of talent because he doesn't really rap or like, it's hard to say what exactly he does. He mostly he just, just says, curates. uh, DJ Khaled and another, I think it's mostly yeah. just like says those, he has a couple <laughs> catchphrases he says on songs and that's about it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I got a little bit, I don't know, nostalgic about some of the best moments of T-Pain's career listening to this, but mostly this, this album is just like a, I don't know, it's like a bunch of remixes for the club and they're like made longer than are uh, tolerable to listen to with headphones. You know, it would be fun, I guess, if we were dancing to it instead. And then I'd be able to review this, uh, Mm -hmm. a a little bit, you know, closer to the way that one should review these remixes. But, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, 
it's yeah it's now i'm just great. imagining you like in a club where everyone's just like bouncing around and like twerking and grinding all around you and you're just sitting there with like a stenographer's pad just like taking notes <laughs> on the music as it plays oh hmm, let me write down that timestamp. uh i mean so that's what i, I felt like <laughs> doing this <laughs> and and i and i will say like uh, uh, there is something to be said for you know music as art or music as craft and like uh arts and crafts dance <laughs> dance music serves a function and you ideally would like grade it by different metrics and you know if like i mean by how danceable it is and maybe some things that you would want to listen to you know on your commute in or running even you know like yeah. It would be different, um, so than yeah. than what you want to hear when you're dancing. Yeah, just totally. to a certain extent. Yeah, and that's you know uh, a lot of the music you play began as dance music. Sure, so like, it it sounds bad, but it's fun to dance to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds awful. Nobody's listening to this shit. I but. play like banjo and fiddle music for people who are unaware yeah in um, fact you have a whole podcast about it isn't that right yeah we usually plug that at the end i'll plug it now as long as you plug it in the end well, too hey this is <laughs> don't draw attention don't try to, the, to cheat me out of my my plugs <laughs> don't draw attention to the organic uh ad insert <laughs> uh yeah get up in the cool but before we talk for extensively about that at the end of this episode let's let's get into talking about these songs a little bit and this will probably be a little bit of a shorter episode because um there's not that much to say about this and i also kind of have to go so (laughs) okay let's Um, jump into it yeah there's uh there's how many there's like what four five or six actual songs on this album there's just like multiple versions of many of them well, first of all, let's talk about T- the first track, T-Pain Beatboxing, T-Pain live beatboxing. at the Roxy Theater. In 2008. <laughs> That hype man or DJ or whoever is with him uh, appears throughout the rest of, you know, these live recordings. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's pretty annoying. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually one moment at the very end that I want to draw attention to uh, uh, when we get a little further along. But uh, <laughs> that's really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty annoying. <laughs> I don't know why he thought he had anything to add to that by going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just a yes man. What do you what do you think about this beatboxing? It's pretty impressive. I mean, I think beatboxing is fun and cool. Um I don't know why we're listening to a recording of it as if it were a song on an album, except I guess to just set the stage for the live um show that we hear part of yeah. uh, from twelve years ago. So I don't think his. I think his rhythm is impeccable, but yeah. And I'm more or less interested in what he's in in the content, the musical content of his beatboxing. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know if it's the way that he's mic'd or compressed or whatever. But it it just sounds like a lot of um, my favorite beatboxing to listen to 
is when it sounds like an 808 or it sounds like a drum set and it's, you have like a trance, it's more like a magic trick, you know, mm. what does that sound, sound like? like <laughs> boom, chicka, boom. <laughs> wow. It it's like I'm listening like... to a drum kit right now. Holy crap. That's a magic <laughs> trick. Uh, I don't want it to sound like, uh, when I'm listening to it, I don't want it. It, it gets a little misophonic, you know, it sounds like yeah. spit. <laughs> Oh, well. Or like mouths. Mouth. Oh, God. You're. <laughs> wow. Cameron with the body negativity shaming over here. Jesus. Okay. All right. I see how it is. <laughs> you know, Cameron, some of us don't have to have uh, sounds strictly imitate other sounds. Sometimes we can just create new sounds, you know? I'm not going to apologize for not liking <laughs> Cameron and any given person's beatboxing skills. <laughs> Thank you very much. I think, I think if you want to remain consistent to your stated beliefs, you, you need to only use onomatopoeic words from now on. <laughs> Boom. And, uh, uh, click scrape. and scrape <laughs> and we, <laughs> is that, is that on a poetic? Yeah, it's it's an imitation of the sound you make when you're on a roller coaster. <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about uh, "I'm in Love with a Stripper" featuring Oh uh, Cameron. Don't who? you mean "I'm in Love with a Stripper" two? Oh yeah, you're right. The sequel. It's the sequel. It's, it's uh, not T O O. Sequel Although- song, same as the first. <laughs> It could be T.O.O. because there are like seven rappers on this. Yes, there are. So uh, we might have wanted to say content warning first. Um, oh yeah! <laughs> by the way, it's going to be a nipple graphic her, description like of uh, fellatio and <laughs> nipple lingus. Waka 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 waka. Women love it when you do that to their nipples. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's um, boring at this point. Yeah. It's just par for the course. You really got to up your game and bring something new to the table. Yeah. Like getting killed by a ghost <laughs> while having sex. <laughs> or eating a cherry and then chasing ghosts around the room. <laughs> Either one works. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, so this song, for those of you who don't remember or didn't listen to... T-Pain back then or didn't listen to our season on him. This is a song about how he's trying to set the stage for (laughs) this situation that's pretty questionable. I don't know if it's believable or not, which is basically that he is in love with the stripper and that they have a consensual relationship that is not coercive in any way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he's not expected to pay when he shows up to the club. And uh, yeah, Mm-hmm. He says he's in love with her, um, but he only really talks about how good she is at her job. Uh, but it kind of reminded me. He's pretty like uh, positive about it, though, right? If I remember right. He's very positive. He's, yeah. he's like kind of braggy. I, he's like, he, which is 
a fairly enlightened take for a male rapper <laughs> to be like, you go, girl, basically, right? Yeah, he's talking about how she's like sliding down a pole from the ceiling, you know, which is like that's impressive. I can't, I can't fucking, do I can't that. do that. <laughs> I couldn't. You know, I couldn't do that if you started me on the ceiling. <laughs> if it were like a fireman's pole where I was like accessing it from the upper floor, just fall right off that dang thing. This is the thing about about T Pain is that like from anyone else singing about the song, it would be like you. <laughs> if I criticized their like we're about to probably criticize some of these rappers <laughs> no who who guessed on this on this song this sequel to this song um because it sounds like they're being misogynistic and we wouldn't sound like swerfs if we were to um wait what is swerf critic- again a a sex worker exclusionary radical feminist oh wait is it um, radical feminist or reactionary feminist I've heard radical more often than uh, reactionary. Okay. I yeah. thought I thought swerve was something we made up because uh, no, we, I didn't make that the, up. It appeared in the the song titles of one of our episodes for some reason. <laughs> uh, I don't remember that. Um, but uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is like T Pain. This is him at his best, where he's talking about sex work and talking about. This this situation that could be I don't know this is like a little bit questionable like is are you is this really a relationship with like a an equal power dynamic mm-hmm. um, I don't know it's like a little bit weird yeah because we only uh, really see it from like the male perspective right. it's a little male gazy and you don't really like hear from her or even see her like take much agency or much like do any actions that aren't just literally stripping right. Yeah, I don't remember there being any. Um, all, all that is to say, that's like what T-Pain is best at. And the people who are not best at it are Twista, <laughs> MJG, Too Short with a dollar sign, R. Kelly. <laughs> Pimp C. Paul Wall and Pimp C. Yeah, how old um, are these remixes, by the way? I, it's it's hard to say. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they are fairly old. Right. I mean, R. Kelly, I feel like was doing some pretty bad stuff back then oh, <laughs> as I'm not, well. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying that as a way to uh, to uh, defend R. Kelly. <laughs> and I think Chris Brown is also like on this album at some point. Um, Ray. So, yeah, that's the other thing. It's like T-Pain has these moments where it's just like, oh, yeah, you're, you're kind of on another level than these cultural expectations. Um in, in within the genre of music and within what's um, what's popular, I guess I want to be really careful to like not equate hip hop or or um, or R and B like modern R and B with misogyny because I think that would be really shitty. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm specifically talking about the other people that he often has guest on his songs who are like uh, they don't walk that line as as gracefully as he does. So. Oh, I just, Uh, I I found some articles about this album, by the way, that indicate that they are a bunch of like old, it's old content, basically. I see. So it's, it's the 15 year anniversary of Rapaturant Sanger, which is his first album, um, that in, in December, um, and uh, it says the lost remixes is a pack consisting of remixes that never made it on digital platforms that were either ah, previous club mixes, radio mixes, or bonus content on original CDs. Gotcha. Yeah. 
let's let's hear the intro to this. I included the intro for some reason. Sure. Is it, is it, is it Convict. Yeah. Damn, little mama. Akon and T-Pain was the only ones in love with a stripper. Forgot to mention Twister, Pimp C, Paul Wall, MJG, and Too Short. No, we had to remix this. <laughs> I like. We gotta be comprehensive. We gotta be so comprehensive. Did you think we are the only ones in love with a stripper? <laughs> it's a wonderful way to introduce a song. Yeah. Like as much as I despise most of the <laughs> content from these rappers. Yes. Uh. It's also really funny to just be like, here's the sequel. It's more of the same, but with different people who also, it, it just, it so literalizes that, that dy- dynamic uh, that yeah. we saw so often from T-Pain where both T-Pain and his guest would be just coincidentally experiencing the same frame of mind and emotional yeah. state. <laughs> There's that one song where they both found out they were having sex with the same woman. So there's like that kind of thing. Same girl. Yeah. Um, or at least I know of a song with R. Kelly and Usher. Is that where the one that I'm happens? thinking of? Maybe. Yeah, I think T-Pain really did a similar one. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, there's another, I took another sound sample and I think this is one of the most problematic things that a, that a guest rapper uh, talks about in this remix. Oh, that sounds great. Let's listen to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, way to like take T Pain's just celebratory positivity <laughs> and uh just run with it the exact opposite way. <laughs> uh yeah. I saw you in your birthday suit and baby it was fate. When you gave me a lap dance, it's like we gone on a date. But I feel- no, no, it was not. No, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like you're cheating on me when I see you dancing with other guys. I'm running low on ones. I can't lie. I'm in love, baby. He's running low yeah. on ones. And and then another like, uh, I forget which rapper says this, but someone else says, "But I'm a G. I'll step back and tell them bitches outright. Ain't no way I can turn a stripper to a housewife." Which is again just the absolute—that's opposite, uh, yeah, an uh, absolute like subversion of of T Pain's like you know kind of message that he's like genuinely not necessarily like in a deep <laughs> Greek concept of love agape way with this woman, <laughs> you know, but like yeah, uh, you know, is like uh, he's got some like actual feelings for this person and. This is this is the opposite of that. So like so yeah, sometimes I get a little bothered when like T Pain invites these other people on who don't have uh as good of ideas as he does, but he also doesn't seem to mind. Yeah, he seems to partner with people who are just he's totally fine with partnering with people who say the exact opposite of whatever he's saying in his songs. He's just like, Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you're completely <laughs> fucking up my entire message and uh you're everything I hate in this world. Why don't you come guest on this track with me? <laughs> all right um okay so let's i i would be fine with skipping around a little bit uh although yeah. in the next track there's a re- this is the i'm in love with a stripper another remix of it that comes right afterwards uh-huh. and this is a pretty irritating remix but there's a really funny sound sample <laughs> mm, okay uh here we go i'm in love with a swiffer 
It sounded to me like a squibber, as in like the person on the movie set who installs the squibs, which is the <laughs> thing that when you get shot, it bursts out blood out out of your chest. <laughs> Maybe they're which talking about that, think... that frog from uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern. <laughs> Squibbert the frog. <laughs> I'm in love with the squibbert. I want to hear uh, another remix of the song with all new lyrics that's about falling in love with the person who's in charge of the squibs on the movie set. <laughs> They, uh, yeah, they had a they had a, a real good professional day on the set of The Godfather when uh, uh, James. Maybe Kahn I love was, how you put put the the squibs underneath James Con's shirt. You put two hundred squibs under James Con's shirt. <laughs> I'm getting jealous. I want you to put them under my shirt. I'm running out of ones, baby. <laughs> I can, I can never turn a squibber into a housewife. Uh uh, um, what do you want to talk about next? I'm fine. Uh, let's let's take a quick detour to the South Rockest reggaeton mix of this song. Uh, just we'll check in a little bit. Great. There's like some novelty value in hearing uh, slightly different backing tracks for the exact same song, but they sure don't, they don't like honestly a lot of them don't change that much. I like, like reggaeton. I, I I would be down with hearing most songs with the reggaeton version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, they like they don't really. I mean, there's they, there's not a lot about the fundamental song that they change. There's like no change to the melody or the harmony. You get all the same T-Pain vocals. It just has like a different beat. Um, it has like a lot of the same uh, accompaniment also, just like the keyboards and the squiggly sounds and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's mostly just like the drums that are changed out. And sometimes the tempo is changed up a little bit on some of the I think there's at least one instance of a creative, like like someone actually bringing something pretty new to the song. Mm-hmm. And then there's one instance of just like it's an acapella track. Yeah, it's like taking stuff it's a away DIY. from the song. Yeah. <laughs> you make a remix. Why do you think of that? All right, you want to uh, talk about I'm Sprung? Yeah. It's the next song that gets the remix treatment. Uh, do you want to hear the live version or start with one of the remixes? Let's, let's do that live version. Okay. We get to hear T-Pain sing live. Yeah, some non-autotune sing in there. Yeah. He sounds great. Yeah, he he switches up the melody a little bit, which is great. Um, Turns out T-Pain can and always has been able to sing really well. Uh, Like many people were surprised when he had his Tiny Desk concert come out. And they're like, wow, T-Pain can actually sing even without the autotune? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, apparently uh, people who went to his concerts know. Yeah. And I guess I guess that would mean his fans are aware of it, uh, but us casual people who casuals casuals <laughs> who were not T Pain uh, stands did not know that thing. 
He's got all the miasmas. He's got so many miasmas. Uh, there's a kind of a sad moment. It, maybe the mi- audience just wasn't mic'd very well, but he tries to do that thing where he goes back and forth between like holding the mic to him, to his voice and then holding the mic to the audience mm-hmm. as if they should know all the words to the, this part of the song. And then it doesn't really work out. Mm. <laughs> and, um, I think the DJ cuts the volume so that the audience can be heard, but then the audience doesn't really pick up the ball. <laughs> and, uh, then the DJ, cuts the music back in to me it sounds like a little bit earlier than uh he would have otherwise oh to cover up for like the oh shit <laughs> <laughs> they don't know this song Uh oh. so that's what we're about to hear it's a bit cringy uh yeah you'll have to make sure you don't strip the silence for these silent bits all she want to do is hurt so i from her <laughs> oh no that does sound super awkward yeah <laughs> that kind of happens in um buy you a drink there's a live version of it um where y- he's cl- he's clearly like singing along with the audience and like yeah dropping out for the audience to hit a line um but that one seems less awkward and even though you, you can't really hear the audience but it seems pretty apparent that they were actually singing on that song it's less yeah. clear on this one all right what else should we touch on um, we, i can do a few more uh, of the of remixes for this song or a few more uh, songs? Just anything. All right. Uh, we can listen to I'm Sprung 2, the sequel. Oh, great. It's it's like the uh, it feels more assertively minor key in this version. It's, I don't know. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I, I'm pretty into it. Yeah, it's. I like fun. the original more, but yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's it's a, another one of those sequels that's exactly the same as the original, but slightly different. Yeah, like most movie uh, sequels. There is like a little synth part uh, that I think is pretty great, um, and it it, it plays a, a Dorian scale. Which I think is nice and dissonant. Mm-hmm. Don't play that. Do you have a sound sample of that? Uh huh. You do? Uh, it says Dorian synth, te la so la te. Oh, there it is. It's notated for uh, song number seven. Oh. That's a different remix, Cameron. Didn't you say Anthony Acid? No, I said uh, uh, I'm Sprung 2. I thought this was I'm Sprung 2 2. <laughs> Two, Whatever. Two. <laughs> let's well let's talk about this one then oh, this is uh the swisha house chopped and screwed remix uh the sound sample i took is like the the classic chopped and screwed uh style Yep. So that's definitely uh, that's what trapped and screwed sounds like. Uh huh. Which is uh, it's a, it's a, very a, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
And so then this is that Dorian scale you're talking about. That's it. What's happening? This is from... This is from track nine, not even track seven. I so, don't know okay, what to tell okay, you, okay, let's, let's take a step back. Okay. So you thought it was for track five. And I was like, no, Cameron, this says track seven. But then we listen. We then we listened to track seven, and it turns out it's. You thought it was for five. It's labeled as seven. It's actually for track nine. All right, motherfucker. I only have eight minutes left. <laughs> so if this is how you want to spend the rest it, of the podcast, it is. It is how I want to spend. This is fun for me. <sighs> okay, Cameron. If I don't shit on you, who will? Um, I I guess I would. Take up the the mantle. Maybe your baby would. They're always <laughs> shitting on things. Uh, all right. Let's talk about a little a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, you mean like a different song that's not "I'm Sprung"? Yeah. I mean, I got a sound sample for what I think is track ten, "The Studio <laughs> Love" featuring Lil Wayne. Um, I guess. We'll find and out. Uh, also the Bayou Drink with Kanye. Yeah. Let's do the Lil Wayne one. Girl, just close your eyes and picture me playing your Spanish guitar. <laughs> I just think that's a really a really funny lyric. Yeah. I don't think that he does know how to play Spanish guitar, I and I do so. not think that is him. No. But it is funny that he's, like, trying to seduce this lady. He's like, I want you to imagine that it's me doing it. Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> All right, Iglesias. <laughs> what I what I imagine, <laughs> <Lay it down. laughs> what I picture is just like a, uh, I just picture like a, a comedy sketch style of production where someone is very exaggeratedly miming playing an instrument in a way that clearly does not, is in no concordance <laughs> with the sounds you're hearing. <laughs> That's what I'm imagining. Uh, I I like that song. It's just about like, it's about making music, having sex, and like doing them real close back to back. There's no time to go home. We're in the studio. I'm all fired up because of the the sexy songs that I'm singing, and I'm mm-hmm. ready to do it now. But we got to be quick about it because studio time is expensive, and I'm not made of money. <laughs> to, to any of our listeners who have actually spent time, like purchased time in the studio, it is not a horny time. <laughs> like <laughs> it's, it's a just very like, stressful time, right? It's pretty stressful because, you know, it costs a lot of money and you're thinking about your ability to like, you know, actually, uh, uh, are, should I have rehearsed a couple more weeks before getting <laughs> in the studio? <laughs> Cameron, well, see, I think your mistake there in that case was uh, not being a superstar who is getting studio time paid uh, for by the record company. Now, why didn't you think of that, huh? Yeah, I, I guess I'll do that next time. <laughs> I think it would make the studio a much hornier place to be. Uh, all right. Should we should we close up, up with the... Um, oh, actually. So, Kanye raps on uh, Bayou Drink, and then he just leaves for the rest of the song. <laughs> yeah. He just, he just fills the entire first part of the song, and then he's absolutely absent from the rest of it. I think it's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, is there a sound sample for that? that you have oh i don't i just have a note about oh, that okay. do you want to play you i have my it? sound sample of that yeah you play it yeah 
If I fall in love, a girl gon' live on Rodeo Into that day-o, she take the monorail And I don't want no girl that would answer the A-O Make it more harder, make me put some work in You get the flirting, play it just perfect F*** a drink, I'm about to bar if you're worth Baby it Baby girl, what's your name? Yeah. Let me talk uh, to you, let me buy easy. you a drink <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of missed that version of Kanye yeah. <laughs> yes. It's maybe not the best of all possible Kanye's, but uh I think it's better than the one we have now. Yeah, on the um the spectrum between George Bush doesn't care about black people Kanye and MAGA hat Kanye. Like this is kind of <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> right? Right in that sweet spot. Yeah, it walks the mainstream middle. <laughs> yeah, this is centrist Kanye. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. um there's a there's an uh acapella version of the song featuring young jock it's convict music nappy boy i know the club goes at three what's the chances of you rolling with me back to the creek show you how i live let's get drunk forget what we did i'm gonna find your train Where are we? <laughs> what <laughs> the hell? <laughs> Buy you a drink. <laughs> oh man. Yep, that's pretty much what it is. I mean it's it's kind of fun. It's like a fun novelty to listen to once. Um yeah. and I guess if you want to, you can make your own beats for it and make your own remix. Yeah. Um, there, maybe there's I'll make been, a banjo version. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that w- I would pay to listen to that. I'd pay upwards okay. of a nickel. Let's talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, Two bits. <laughs> what about a shave and a haircut? <laughs> ah. um, there is precedent for rappers releasing entirely acapella versions of whole albums. Uh, I think Jay-Z did that for a couple of his albums. You could like with, buy... With pentatonics. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You could buy just the vocal tracks and then make your own remixes and stuff. Or I think they also sometimes went the opposite way where they would just have the beats and you could rap on top of them maybe. I don't know. There's precedent. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should close out with uh, the thing I talked about earlier, the hype man trying to get T-Pain's attention, but it's not working. (laughs) (laughs) This is in the live version of Can't Believe It. Yeah. I can't live alone. No. Hey, pain. Hey, pain. West Coast, put your hands up if everybody in here say. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He just keeps trying. <laughs> I'm assuming that yeah, T Pain is just absolutely tired of this fool at this point. <laughs> it's like I'm I'm not gonna have a conversation with you in the middle of my song. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Um, I have an idea for next week, um, and I have an idea for a, at least a topic for the next season that I'd like to run by you. A topic rather than an artist? Well, I think we should choose an artist, but I want to talk about the topic that the artist would belong to, which is, uh, but before we do that, I, I've been building like a little bit of a a little bit of a playlist, a collection of 2020 singles that have been released by previous guests, mm. and I think maybe we could uh, we could uh, yeah just do another like we, fun little palate cleanser catch up. Previous guests, 
what previous subjects. subjects. Okay, I was going to say the box set. Yeah. Carl Eric and uh, J. <laughs> we got Carl Eric's mixtape and J. I mean that would be great. Carlos, they all make Carlos great music Jones is on there. Our old I mean, yeah, Robert Collins. maybe we should do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, I meant uh, subjects. You know, like um, uh, objects. Uh, I call them. Yeah, <laughs> they're not. People I see people. I see P put out at least one single that we could talk about. Okay. Um, I I think there's some more stuff in there. Um, Taylor Swift had like a a live version of like a, some sort of Disney Plus folklore thing, and we could listen to that. And so mm-hmm. I'm I'm whipping something together. Maybe we could do one more palate cleanser, and then I think it would be really interesting mm. to to choose a ska artist. Oh. And by ska, I do not mean the ska that we have already covered, which is actual Jamaican ska, like by the Whalers. Do you mean I like mean, third wave Southern California pop punk ska? That is what I mean. Ooh, and it, it has like a weird <laughs> reputation of like having like a bunch of like fedora tipping, like Maybe. wallet chain having yeah. um, like bros who are into it. Checkerboard bands. Um, but... A lot of ska that I have heard, I think is great just because I like, I like, you know, pop punk music fine, but I love horns and mm-hmm. they have horns in them. And you're they're horny like for horns, Cameron. I, I, it's, your, I it's what your bumper sticker says. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Honk if you're horny, horny for horns. For horns. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that should be the episode title. Honk. Um, Cameron, um, so. I, I'd be down for hearing um, feedback about like what artists in the ska in that ska genre that maybe would be worth talking about, like a less yeah. than Jake. You know, yeah. I never really listened to them. You know, someone like that. Um, I've listened to basically zero uh, non-Christian music ska. <laughs> we could do a Five Iron Frenzy. My brother's favorite <laughs> band for years was Five Iron. Holy Frenzy. shit! Yeah. <laughs> Christian um, Scott. Do we really want to do that? No, we season? do not want to do that. Absolutely not. Um, no, I'm, but I'm saying like at the height of the ska uh, phase, which is to say like the mid to late nineties slash early aughts, like I was still in the uh, imprisoned in Christian music <laughs> days. And uh, so I, I only heard like five iron frenzy and Supertones and like all the Christian bands that did that stuff. Cool. Let's not. Let's do something else. Yeah. Let's do actual <laughs> like mainstream. Yeah. Like, wh- what was popular in the mainstream for yeah. the ska like craze? Like, what band was the the top dog? I don't know. Uh, write us on the Discord. There's a link for it in every episode. So we just join uh, the Discord. We'll do a quick internet search for top ska dog. Just see what I pull up. <laughs> oh, 38 best dog play pens. Reviews updated 2020. Now that's helpful. <laughs> Here, we'll put that it, sounds like a season 16 yeah, right there. This will, there'll be a link in the learning notes. Uh, <laughs> everyone can go check it out uh, and you'll find out. Like, what? Oh, there it is. Okay, <laughs> I'm getting it in the Skype chat. All if right. You, okay, if you're going to write a clickbait article about best dog play pens, why, oh, why would you include 38 of them? <laughs> That's, That's a nice that round makes, number. <laughs> makes me not want to click on it. That sounds, that sounds overwhelming. Oof. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Well, uh, let's close it up. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week with whatever Cameron was talking about. I wasn't listening. Um, (laughs) Until then, you can...
Visit what a us. great episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we really nailed it. We're punchy, slap happy, slap dash, all that stuff. Uh, visit us online at boxhead.website. Email us at email at boxhead.website. Uh, Tweet us at Tobias Podcast. Uh, go on that iTunes thing. Write us a review. Jam those stars. You might think I'm talking to some other listener, but no, I'm talking directly to you. You, the person who's listening right now. You need to go on iTunes if you haven't yet and leave a review. What you also need to do is share the show. The first That's rule right. of think outside the box set is do Always tell people about it. about it. Yeah. And it's uh, against the law to not. Exactly. You'll go and to we'll, jail. We'll all meet in a basement and Cameron and I will beat you all up. That's basically <laughs> what the experience of listening to the show will be. I want like. to destroy something beautiful. You are beautiful <laughs> listeners. You're so beautiful. <laughs> um also you met me at a strange time in my life. What's the quote? <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to think if I could make a joke about bitch tits, but <laughs> I wish you wouldn't. I wish you hadn't. <laughs> that's, that's see. That's that's why I stopped myself. See, that's I didn't. All right. Anyway, that's one of the more weird things about that movie. Meatloaf is that guy. Oh, um, we should talk about Meatloaf someday. Oh, that would be interesting. And his his various uh, film roles. Um, yeah, you can also uh, support us in a couple ways besides writing a review. You can uh, go to our Patreon at support.boxset.website, kick us a few bucks. Uh, you'll get access to all our bonus materials, including a weekly mini show uh, called What's in the Box Weekly. And we talked about this week, I gave a little bit of an update on Hannibal. I'm almost done with the show. And I talked about the video game Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. And Cameron talked about... I talked about the card game Boss Monster. Yes. And we we totally dunked on Monopoly and Risk along the way, and it was great. And everyone should listen to it because it's yeah. great. <laughs> really should, punching up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's totally worth money. So everyone go buy it, please. Um, you can also listen to Cameron's other podcast, Get Up in the Cool, which you're probably hearing about for the very first time. Mm-hmm. What is it, Cameron? Today. Oh, it's old time music with my friends. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone go check it out. Fiddle, fiddles, banjos, interviews about fiddles and banjos and various other instruments. Got an upcoming in, uh, interview with uh, Ken Kalodner, who's going to play some hammered dulcimer. Ooh. It's going to be great. That dulcimer. Yeah. Just drunk dulcimer playing. <laughs> <laughs> hammered dulcimer playing. Uh, that's a really hacky joke. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, until next week, I've been Nathan Hunt, and I'm eating a cherry and chasing ghosts around the room. Uh, and I'm in love with a squibber. <laughs>